This is Metrosource Minis, the official podcast of Metrosource Magazine and home of short-form interviews with your favorite personalities from the LGBTQ world and beyond. Quick, fun, and informative, it's Metrosource on the go. Out and proud since 1990. Well, hello, this is Metrosource Minis. I'm your host, Alexander Rodriguez, writer for Metrosource and queen of the podcast. Love and dating? Are you kidding? While others are finding love post-COVID and getting engaged, I'm ready to welcome my 31st cat. <laughs> Why is it so hard for a gay man like me to find love? Well, fasten your seatbelts. Throughout actor David Dean Buttrell's multi-decade career, he has played just about every kind of character you can think of. His credits span a list of iconic TV shows that is longer than a CVS receipt, includes True Blood, iCarly, Modern Family, Justified, Ugly Betty, NCIS, Castle, Law & Order, SVU, and of course, his deliciously villainous turn in Boston Legal. And this season, he plays his most colorful character yet, himself. After a decade, David Dean Patrell makes love, a one-man show, featuring tales of misconnections, random hookups, and poor decisions, returns with new stories and an update to include dating from a gay man's perspective in the digital age. And if you've ever had the privilege of seeing David tell a story, you may need to bring an extra pair of pants. His signature humor, <laughs> unique outlook on life, and almost too crazy to believe real-life experiences take the stage with a finesse and hilarity that only a craftsman like David can pull up. Please welcome the talent that needs three names to fill all of his credits, David Dean Patrell. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Alexander. That was a spectacular introduction. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I don't know if I can live up to that, but that was spectacular. Thank you so much. Well, you certainly can. I'm I'm such a huge fan of yours, and I've had the privilege um, to not only see your storytelling, but also your your sci-fi one X oh, yeah, uh, festival. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a huge, huge fan. Oh, um, but before you. we get, get get to you and your career, uh, why is it so hard for gay men to date? Oh my God! You know, <laughs> I think it I think it kind of depends on where you live, Alexander. You know, if you live in a relatively small city, maybe it's a little easier. But if you live in a big city, like I've spent most of my adult life in New York or Los Angeles, it's numbers. There are so many guys. And every day, like another boatload comes in. And uh, and there's so much choice. Do you know what I mean? There's so many people. There's always this like, oh, well, this guy's kind of nice. But you know what? Tomorrow, mm. next week, next month, I might somebody better might come along. And, and it's, it's really, I think that's really what it boils down to in a weird kind of way is when people get a, a little, you know, um, they get a little overwhelmed by the, by the variety <laughs> that's available. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And the other thing that I will say is uh, speaking as a man of, you know, a mature man uh, is that it changes quite a bit as, yeah. as time passes, you know, and what, what you're looking for changes as well. And the other thing that you run into is you get, as my mother would say, a little set in your ways. And then Very you're meeting true. other men who are a little set in their ways. And it's it's interesting to kind of like learn to, you know, adjust. Uh, I, I when I came to New York five years ago from after living in L.A. for many years, uh, one of the things that I thought about moving here was I thought I might meet somebody because I wasn't really meeting anybody in L.A. Yeah. And uh, and I did. And uh, and so I've been with him for now about four years now. And what's interesting about it, I mean, to me anyway, is uh, he's he's like, you know, the boxes that we all want to check, you know, yes. like, oh, this, 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 this. I yes. must have these things. Um, he didn't check any of those boxes <laughs> at all. And when he first arrived, I kind of tried to get rid of him and he wouldn't go away. 
And now I'm so glad that I didn't do that, that I sort of thought, okay, let's just take this a day at a time and see what happens because something terrific happened. So it's, you never know, like adventure could be like around the next corner. You never know who you're going to meet. It's really kind of, you know, life is, has a lot of chapters to it. So my feelings never give up. Never give up. And I think during COVID, you know, we were all so isolated. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the uh, societal pressures, even in terms of dating somebody older or dating somebody that's not quite right, they were pressures that were kind of put on us by society. And after COVID, we're like, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to do whatever I I, I want to do. And yeah. in this age of like fluidity and, you know, we're ever evolving. I think people are OK to be in a relationship that doesn't look like the typical relationship. So yeah. just having to move in together or having to get married or having to have right. a kid. And that's right. gay or straight. You yeah. know, I, I have a friend who's been in a relationship now for three years and there's no talk of moving in or anything else because they are content the way that they are in their own yes. set ways. But if they make it work. Yes. Yes, that's been asked of myself and Neil several times. Well, are you, might, are you guys moving in together? And it's like, yeah. no, <laughs> no, we're not. He has a great apartment. I have a great apartment. And you yeah. know what? He's got keys to mine and I've got keys to his. And that just works out great for both of us. And it's okay to say, you know what? I need a breath. I need some time on my own. It's okay to say that. Yeah. Well, we also uh, both work at home, so... It's, you oh, know, it's see, that just, makes it, yes. Yeah, mm -mm. you know, it's, it's helpful to have a little time to, to yourself. <laughs> I'm the kind that's like, I'm wake up and I'm like, get up, go to work. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I love uh, is this show, you are revisiting it after a whole decade. How is your, other than the obvious of, of dating, but how have you changed the most over these 10 years? Oh, wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> Um, I think I think that, you know, the, the biggest change for me has been uh, I, I just don't sort of I don't, I don't I think I was a little desperate in a weird kind of way. And I didn't even really know that I was. Yeah. But I felt a little competitive that I had like I had to get a boyfriend and I had to get married and I had to get settled yeah. down and all that. And I did get married. I even got legally married. And I unfortunately, I married the wrong person um, and had to divorce him or he we divorced each other, I guess. And uh, now, like since that happened, I really sort of relaxed and I really thought, you know what? Everything's fine. Life is good. I got a zillion friends. I got a, I got a happy uh, personal life without a boyfriend, without a husband, without a partner. I got a happy career. I got, I got a nice family. Like everything is okay. And so I thought to myself, it's okay. If I don't partner, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. It'll be, I'll have a great life either way. And then uh, I also think that my definition of like what's satisfying, you know, yeah. the kind of thing that makes, I don't know, makes me feel connected to people is uh, there's all kinds of love out there. Do you know what I mean? And I, I'm not just talking about like hookups. Of course, there's always hookups. Right. <laughs> I'm just talking about there's all kinds of ways to connect to people and not be lonely and not be detached. And uh, I think my, my perception of it has really widened in 10 years. It really, truly has. And uh, the show that you so kindly mentioned is it's it's a very funny show that's all true love stories out of my life. Uh, it goes all the way back to age five up to the present. And it's not all romantic love. You know, some of it is, you know, uh, uh, very like when the one from age five is obviously very innocent. And yeah. there's also a story about my relationship to my father, who was kind of a troubled guy. And uh, and my and my anyway, how that got resolved. And it's it's it, we're all, it's all over the map, actually. And so I'm so thrilled because people, in addition to finding it incredibly funny, they're also kind of touched by it. 
and it's 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 developed this really you know very diverse crowd it's not all um we gay folk who are coming to it there's all kinds of people coming to it which really makes me and of different ages as well which is really kind of fascinating like young people and older people and it's i'm just thrilled i gotta tell you it's it's a, i haven't i've never done anything like this show and i'm happy that it's back in my life and it's it's going really well and i'm here in new york now but i'll be in los angeles for four shows in june well, and this is what I love about your storytelling. And I've, you know, I've seen you, like I said, I've had the opportunity to see you many times, is there, there are so many complexities and so many different levels of your story. We know some people storytell and they're getting to the joke and it's about, it's about the comedy of the piece. But even with like your funniest stories that like literally laughed out loud, um, you know, there's always this heart to it. Um, especially when you talk about your audition life and certain things. Oh, sure. That have happened with that. Um, yeah. But I have to know, you know, you're not playing a role. You're not even like a one man show cabaret. You're kind of singing through other songs as a consummate actor with so many credits. Were you afraid to bring the show back? I mean, we certainly see you in a whole different light. You are very naked on stage, yes. even more so than just being naked. Do you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yes. The days of me being naked on stage are, are kind of behind me now. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, what's interesting about it Alexander, is that, you know, when you're, when you act something, at least the way that I was taught to act uh, was you want to disappear into this kind of fictional creation, yes. this thing that somebody wrote, but it's a little different when you're up there telling stories out of your own life, because you, there's no, there's nowhere to go. It's your life. You're the one that's talking about it. And so it's almost, it's almost like the reverse. You're, you're trying to be transparent. You're trying to be completely honest and completely open with people. Even if the story is funny and a little humiliating or whatever it is, um, I, I discovered a while ago when I started storytelling that the best stories, like when I would start to write them, I would think, hmm, you know what's really going to help this story a lot is if you tell the truth. Yes, yes. And, uh, and the, the thing about, I think, my show is <laughs> I tell the truth. And, I, and as I've, I've kind of learned this in, in both disciplines, both in acting and in storytelling, which is there's nothing funnier than the truth. There really isn't. And there's also nothing more heartbreaking than the truth. That's and there's nothing true. more terrifying than the truth. <laughs> and so uh, I, I think I always strive when I start to do one of these things is to tell a little more truth than I feel comfortable with, you know, kind of push the push it a little yeah. bit. And what I find is I think people feel that they sense it and then they really trust you. And then, boy, do they laugh. And mostly they laugh because they recognize it. That's exactly right. And I have to say, you know, truth telling, you know, especially when you're in an intimate audience or an audience of any size, really, is audience will pick up on the sincerity. They'll pick up whether you are connecting, whether this is truthful for, for you. Yeah. Even stand up comics, when they're not truthful to their own life, um, it's very evident and it tends yeah. to fall flat. And, you know, audiences are not stupid. They are going to see through any kind of actor facade or anything. But because you are so truthful, were you, because I know a lot of industry people, your peers, casting agents, a lot of industry people come to see your show. Were you scared a little bit that while they were going to see your truth, that it was going to kind of take you out of that character actor category that you've been so good at? And they're going to be like, oh, God, well, I can't cast him because now I heard you had a hookup. You know, <laughs> I, you know what? I was I was kind of worried about that at the beginning, like yeah. way back 10 years ago when I first started doing it. Um, and what I discovered was I think I think people are um, I think there are people are just impressed by someone who's really willing to put it out there who's really willing to speak the truth, especially if you're a gay person, because, you know, th there was a time in our industry, it was kind of don't ask, don't tell, you know, people were very like, eh, just don't bring it up. Just don't, yeah. don't, don't flaunt it, you know? 
and uh, and I'm so glad that's behind us. Oh Jesus, I'm glad that's behind us. And so it's it's a much I, I find the atmosphere very different now, and I and I kind of feel like the the way that my show's structured anyway, um, it it kind of builds as it goes along, and um, and people in general I think they're going to find something in there that they recognize and appreciate. There's going to be some experience I'm talking about, funny or not funny, that they're going to go, oh my god, that's kind of like my life. And, and what I found is uh, that it's actually expanded the kind of roles that I go out for, which is great. I used to mostly just play psychopaths. Right. And now it, I've really been amazed. Like I'm now there's more, I think there's more dimension to what I'm uh, playing these days because, or, or being allowed to play because, and partially it's because of this show, I think. You know, David, I've interviewed you uh, a few different times over the last decade, actually. Um, God, it has been. You were one of my first guests for uh, for On the Rocks, my other podcast. Um, and, you know, you talked about how you change and even talking to you and your approach to acting. There is this relaxed quality that talking to you right now is something that I, I have never seen you have before. Always engaging, always, but it was very, um, not rigid, uh, but you just have this, like, like openness and you look so young and so youthful. You. not that you look like an old man, but there's, there definitely is a life change. Thank you. There is, there's a big life change. And I can tell you um, at the time that you met me, probably it was probably right after Boston legal. Yeah. And I Boston legal, like totally changed my life. Like overnight. Of course. Yeah. And I changed never television. Been well, I think so too, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, Boston legal did. I didn't, but Boston yeah. legal did. Uh, but I was, I can tell you that in those days, I was very unused to being interviewed. And I am sure that I would, <laughs> I'm sure that I was wound a little tight. I'm, I'm sure I was, uh, because I was just, I didn't know what was expected. I, I thought, what, so what do I have to say? And what should I do? And what should I remember? And what should I forget? And all that. But fortunately, that's long past now. I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. I really, really am. It's a beautiful chapter. Um, I'm loving it. Well, and I find this, you know, we talked about maturing as, as I mature. I used to be so conscious of, especially in the gay community, what people were going to say about my outfit, about my weight, whatever. And now it's like, you know what? I'm me and, you know, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it's so freeing. Um, it when is. you're talking about the gay community, you know, we're in this age that everybody's being celebrated with the headlines. We have so many uh, people in front of and behind the camera coming out as LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the media kind of grabs onto that. It's, you know, gay actor so-and-so takes on this role or, uh, you know, trans actor plays so-and-so or is a Hallmark movie or whatnot. Yeah. You yeah. never were, like you mentioned, you never were in the closet, but it being gay was also not a big tag for you. It's not like gay actor David Dean Patrell, even today, you know. Um, can you share your coming out story both personally and also in the industry, if you even had one. Sure, uh, you know my my <laughs> my coming out industry or my coming out story personally is uh, I I was a, a good I was raised as a good Christian boy in a good Christian home. Yep. And so I, it was expected that I was gonna you know get married and have those grandchildren, and I really gave it the old college try. I really did. And I, I had a girlfriend in, you know, in college and I lived with her and I was really trying to make oh, wow. that work. And then uh, and then I met somebody in a class that I was taking and that was just it. It was just a, it just was a magnet and it just pulled me right out of my hiding place and into my life, uh, which was just great. I'm really I'm happy that that happened. And I and I'm, I felt a little bad about my girlfriend's situation there. But anyway, I don't think it was a complete shock to her. 
But then in life, um, it's funny, I, I, I think I was pretty out. And then I went into acting school. And this was many centuries ago when I went into acting school. Um, but it, I wasn't sure. So I, I sort of dialed it down a little bit when I was in acting schools. I was, I was a little afraid. Um, I was afraid that I wouldn't be taken seriously or something. I was afraid right. that I would only get like, you know, pansy parts or something. Right. <laughs> and um, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> no, but there was a whole time that that's all we did have. If we had yeah. any representation, it was always that. It was the sassy, you know, sidekick. Um, yeah. It's like, that's not who we all were. Yeah. And it was it was after I got out of uh, out of um, uh, acting school and I started to work that I, I discovered I just didn't have to really do that anymore. I started out in theater, which was pretty easy, you know. Yeah. And by the time I got to Hollywood, um, I was probably 30 by the time I got to Hollywood or early 30s. And so uh, I wasn't really going to be a leading man anyway. I never planned on doing that. So I kind of went right into character stuff. And it didn't, it was never, I, I don't really remember there being a day, you know, when I said, oh, by the way, I'm gay. But once I was on, once I had the contract in my hand and I was on that show, I, I would talk about my boyfriend and the makeup trailer. You know, I, I didn't have a problem with it. And I never found that to be any trouble for me. Now, I, it's interesting because, you know, I think that the most, we're, we're not quite there yet in this um in this battle because i think you know if you're a funny actor as a lot of us are um you can be anything you know i mean like I, they don't really care if you're gay as long as you're, if you're funny you're funny and like you know and nobody really thinks about that but when you're like the the lead yeah. when you're the leading lady or the leading man it's it has been tricky and we're about to see now you know um uh you know with kristen stewart and matt bomer and whoever else is out there uh that i'm uh, forgetting uh, to kind of see if we can get around that so that it it's anybody should be able to play anything, you know, I mean, they should be. And we'll see if that, if that's, if we can kind of sail our boat around that in such a way it's, it's such interesting times. And I'm so proud of all the gender fluid actors. And I've, I've had, and I teach acting also and all my right. gender fluid, you know, uh, students. And it's been amazing. And trans students that I've had uh, a trans student of mine just got uh, his first, equity contract this week. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, I'm so proud of him. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. Uh, and it, it's just very, very, very exciting. So things are so different now and I, in a way that I never dreamed they'd be. So I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled with what's happening right now. Now, do you think there also is the chance that we can go too far that there's so much stress on somebody being part of LGBTQ and what alphabet they are, that it kind of, it, it's too much and it kind of does do the opposite of instead of including everybody, it, it, we're always hyper aware, such as you saying, you know, Kristen Stewart, Matt Bomer, you know, we have been Neil Patrick Harris. We all love him, but he's been so much the poster guy for, for gay guys, even when he plays a straight role. And yeah. I, this is coming from a gay man. I'm always thinking, oh, he's doing a pretty good job butching it up or playing straight because there was so much focus and because of his activism, too. Right. We right. kind of. I mean, I can't kind of disassociate myself no matter how great he is at acting. It's right. always at the back of my mind. So do you think kind of focusing on that and celebrating um, how open everybody is, do you think it's also uh, in danger of also kind of shaping our opinion of what's a successful performance or not? That's a really good question. And uh, I'm I'm afraid, you know, we're going to go, we, well, we're already in it. Um, there's a, a time when that is just, it's become so trendy and easy to slap right. some you know label on somebody um and because that's our that's the conversation right now you know that's what that's what we're talking about a lot right now and there's been a lot you know boy oh boy oh boy 
there was <laughs> in the olden days, there was ne I almost never saw a trans character or a gender fluid character, for instance, in any breakdown of a TV show. And now it's it's uncommon. I mean, it's quite common yeah. to have that uh, in, in episodic episodics and all kinds of stuff. So it's I, I think it's going to have like everything. I think it's got to go through a phase. And I don't know how long that phase is going to go, but I do hope that eventually we'll come out the other side and it won't be unusual or shocking or anything. And it won't really be, it won't really matter. I hope in some stage of the game. And I know, you know, and I've heard all the arguments about it, but I, I do hope that some, and, and not everybody's right for every role. That's, that's also very true. Yeah. And uh, it, even if you, even if you, appear very straight looking and straight straight behaving or whatever that doesn't mean you have the qualities to pull it off just in that particular role yeah that's you a never good point. so i i just hope that the door stays i hope the door continues to swing you know well, i tell you I've, I've had the privilege especially in the last couple of years to interview uh many trans and non-binary actors and what they're telling me is the roles that they're starting to get little by little are not even um, dependent on being trans or non-binary. Right. They are what we would consider mainstream roles. Yeah. And it's just, they happen to be that kind of actor, but the role itself has nothing to do with that. And so that's great to see as well. It is great to see. It is really great to see. I, I appreciate that for, for, for gay and lesbian actors as well. I just think it's fantastic. 100%. Um, okay, so given your experience in the dating world, uh, what tips or advice would you have given your younger self in dating? Oh my God. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, so many things. My younger self, I, I think I would have, the first thing I would have said is slow down. Yeah. Slow it down. You don't have to marry him by the end of the week. You know, uh, I, I always felt in them days, if I found somebody good, I had to get my claws in deep right away before somebody else stole him. <laughs> But that that's a very real thing though just like you said there was so you know it's like walking into a museum and there's so many pretty things to look at it's like right. you have to go exhibit by exhibit right. don't rush through it right and and the other thing i think i would have told myself is that nothing and nobody is last chance saloon you know what i mean uh, because i did sort of think that too it's like oh my god i'll never get anybody that nice or that pretty or that whatever again i'll never 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 and then that, you know, that theory has been, mis you know, been, you know, totally uh, trashed time after time, chapter after chapter, decade after decade. Right. I discovered that life goes on. You know, it's just a new it's a new thing. I, and I guess I would just say um, stay current with yourself. Mm. You know, I mean, uh, when when you're young, I, you should have fun when you're young. You should totally have fun when you're young. It's the time to do it. And then as it as it goes along, just stay current with what you got in mind for your life. You know what 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 matters now? What matters 10 years ago, or what mattered 10 years ago may be a little yeah. bit different now. And it's going to be a different in 10 more years and all that. So it's, it's and, and I'm not saying like grow up and don't have any fun. And don't, like, I don't mean that at all, but I just mean, you know, you're the only one that can decide this, like what matters to you. And if you're going to like, you know, have a romance that's going to last, you need to kind of have on your radar other people who share the same values, whatever that may be, you know? or everybody with the same personality or a personality that's compatible in some way, but it, it's really interesting. Like I said, I, I never would have thought that I'd be in the situation I'm in right now, but I'm really, I'm having a wonderful time. It's one of the most wonderful relationships I've ever been in. Who knew, you know, who knew? I think if I was to give myself advice, which I think a lot of us should also take is 
also don't be afraid to say, you know what, this isn't working out, whether it's four years in, five years in, eight years in. You know, I know we want to have a successful relationship and sometimes having a successful relationship is knowing when to, just like as an actor, when you're involved in a project and you're like, you know what, this just is not working for me. It's not good for me. I'm going to have to bow out, which is a really tough thing to say or to make that decision, but it's sometimes the healthiest. Um, Yeah. I I was in a relationship for 10 years and I really thought that I was going to be in it forever. Yeah. And, uh, but there eventually there came a day when I, I sort of realized it wasn't good for either party, you know, it wasn't good for either one of us. And so uh, I, I was the one who actually pulled the cord, <laughs> but <clears throat> he actually said to me like a year after we separated, he said, you know what? You were right. I didn't know it at the time. Yeah. I thought you were making a mistake, but you know what? You were right. Wow. It's it, We were both better now. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're better off. And so, um, again, stay current, you know, uh, keep an eye on what's happening today. <laughs> All right. In our Metrosource article, which you can find on newsstands or at metrosource.com, you share with us your craziest hookup story. Uh, everybody read the article for that one. But I want to ask you, what is one of your most regretful or wistful missed connections? Oh, my God. Oh, dear. Um <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I'll have to sort of, <laughs> I'll have to sort of change a little information <laughs> to tell that story. Just in case he might be watching or listening. Um, there, there was somebody that, um, uh, that came into my life and sort of said, I don't want a relationship. I just want to date. Yeah. And I of course said, Oh sure. Yeah, let's do that. And then, um, I, I interpreted his actions in this period of time we were dating that he was getting sort of closer to me and wanted something a little more. And so I got, I started getting kind of pushy and I, I, I kind of tried to kind of him him in a little bit yeah. like, and, and um, sort of capture him sort of. And if I had that and that, that of course did not work and he, he withdrew. And, uh, and, and then ironically, a year later on Facebook, I saw that he was getting married. <laughs> Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> so part of me feels like I broke him in for that other guy. But if I had it to do over again, um, I would have stuck with his opening statement. Mm. You know I mean, I would have thought, yeah. okay, that's the truth. Until I hear differently, don't read anything into it. Whatever's the truth is the truth. If he doesn't want a relationship. You can't then... change anybody. Nope. And you're not smarter than other people. Yeah. Sometimes we think we're ever so smarter than the other person, and <laughs> we're usually not. Or uh, even, or even like playing games and trying to manip- manipulate a situation, it's it's going to backfire. Yeah, usually, uh, eventually, <laughs> it is. But I do regret that one because he was really a lovely guy, and who knows, no. maybe something would have happened with that. We were very well paired in a lot of ways. But I'm I'm a little. I he's the one that's he's kind of like that Judy Garland song, "The Man Who Got Away." The man Who Got Away, yeah. <laughs> I always sort of think about him from time to time and say. Maybe what could have been, what could have been, but that's okay because uh, a lot of good things happened after him. And that was Neil Patrick Harris. No, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Bomer. It was Matt Bomer. Oh my God, he could do whatever he wants, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, David, it's Bomer. always such such a thrill uh, to wow. chat with you. I'm so excited you, uh, that Rose. you're back Thank in you. live theater, that you're back on stage. Thanks. Um, and then, what a better way to uh, you know to to hit hit the theater scene with such a fun, great show. And like you mentioned, it's 
very popular, gay, straight, old, young, everybody uh, has something uh, wonderful to take away. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much for the interview today. It's really been lovely to talk to you, Alexander. Always, always a treat. Now, where can people find and follow you? Where can they find out about the show? Um, I'm on mo most of the big platforms, social media platform. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And uh, that website I'd love to send them to is the one from my book, because that has the most current stuff on it, really, which is uh, workingactorthebook.com, which is about this book that I wrote, but it's also about a lot of other things. So uh, that's a good place to find out about me there if they want, if they want to. And my, my Instagram is pretty funny. I'm proud of my Instagram. <laughs> Uh, I, I I do. It, it, it is a treat. <laughs> um, and I can't wait to see you uh, on the West Coast very, very soon. Yes, I'll be there. I'll be there. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Bye. All right. That has been my hilarious and insightful chat. Uh, now I feel like I can go back to the dating world uh, with David Dean Botrell. You can read my in-depth article with him in the latest issue of Metrosource available on newsstands or at metrosource.com. And that's our episode. I'm your host, uh, lead writer for Metrosaurus, Alexander Rodriguez. You can follow me on Instagram at Alexander is on air. Until next time, stay true and do you, boo. That has been another Metrosource Mini. Like, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast player and check out the latest issue of Metrosource Magazine on newsstands or online at metrosource.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Metrosource, and on Twitter at Metrosource Mag. Until next time, stay fabulous.